Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. We are in November, which means we are still in war month. What, what was that? W for war. Oh, I thought you was telling me three. I was like, three what, Katie? Three. Because <laughs> I was trying to. <laughs> she said, okay. West Side. Fine language. Yeah. <laughs> That's like this. <laughs> Quit. You're going to get a shout out. No one can see us. <laughs> <laughs> and bullets just come through the glass. <laughs> Nowhere on the west side is fine. Yeah. <laughs> so for tonight, uh, with Katie and I, with the boys, got Wally. Hey, it's Wally. He's not dead. Yay! <laughs> and old Greggy. We had Greg pick again, I guess. Old Greg. Old Greg. Uh, Greg's really good at picking war movies. That seems to be his uh his shit. Greg he does enjoy out. history. Right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. He loves history. <laughs> so, uh, Greg sat down. Well, he didn't sit down and tell us. He just kind of said the word. Like, he used to do this all the time when we were younger. Uh, he's like, what do you guys want to eat? I don't know. I don't know. We do this all the time. And Greg's like, Taco Bell. <laughs> and he would just do that. And you would just hear this just voice in the background. And then somebody's like, let's get Taco Bell. And he's like, yeah. And he put fist in the air. But uh, so he did this because last week we we're like, what are we going to do this week? He's like, Troy. <laughs> Troy. So, we're doing Troy. The 2004 version of... Uh, there's old other versions. There's a wishbone, wishbone version. It's really good. <laughs> the wishbone version. <laughs> uh, I thought Otis just, learned everything in elementary school. Uh, literally everything by wishbone. Bro. It was I wishbone. Think there's, I think there's an animated one, too. Yep. Yeah. Oh, things, wish, things that stuck in Otis's brain from history... Wishbone. Only if they were fucking on Wishbone. Uh, he learned Frank the Frankenstein book. Yep, Frankenstein episode got me through high school. Thank you, Wishbone. I need to. I, I feel like there's a version that definitely adheres more to the the story. Oh, for sure. It's and this movie did. But... So with this version of it, thank you, Wally, for bringing that up. Uh, this version, it's a historical quotation mark. Uh, there are some historians that say that this probably didn't happen, like the whole siege of Troy and some people. It, it, it gets really fuzzy with the if it really, really did happen. Because it's ancient civilization. Yeah. Not a lot has probably since then. Probably there was something did happen, went down. Uh, but this version, it was directed by Wolfgang Peterson. The one movie that I knew of him was a never ending story <laughs> back in 84. Oh, in the line of fire. Damn, it took him 20 years to come out with another hit. No, probably. And then it was written by David Benioff. Uh, The name didn't make that much sense to me. But then I looked into what he did later. He is one of the two writers of the Game of Thrones series. Uh, I knew that looked familiar. Yep. So it makes way more sense (laughs) Uh, with the twists and turns and the romances and the fights and stuff. This like Troy, this whole situation was perfect for someone that's going to go off and do Game of Thrones. It made way more sense. Except the ending. Just don't do the ending. Uh, but this film, it uh, the, the cast is absurd. Uh, when Katie was watching it for the first time, she was like, God damn. the first time. I've seen I thought it was. Well, God damn it, I got to edit that. Act like it's the first time. <laughs> Just <playing. laughs> um, But there's a ton of people. Brad Pitt, Eric Banner, the shitty Hulk. Uh, Orlando Bloom. Brian Cox, he was in Super Troopers. He was a sheriff. Or the... No, not sheriff. What's the level up? Sergeant. Mm. He was the captain. That's what it there was. There you go. Sean Bean, he doesn't die in this. Brendan Gleeson, Mad Eye Moody. And Diane Kruger. And Rose Byrne. And everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're fucking doing. <laughs> but I was telling what they were in. 
Uh, Tyler Maine, big old Tyler Maine, he was Sabretooth in the X-Men movies. And Nathan Jones, he was a wrestler for like, I don't know, five months. And he had a spin kick to fucking Undertaker. And that was his claim of fame. Good job, Nathan Jones. Uh, what was Brad Pitt and Orlando Bloom in, Otis? Um, Pirates and Snatch and <laughs> <laughs> other good movies. <laughs> well, they're still around, so I don't really have to say what they do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it, it all comes together. The uh, you want to talk about the music now? Yeah, we, let's go ahead and do that. Yeah. Yeah. So the music by James Horner, um, a name that I don't really know a ton. I've, I've for sure seen his movies. He's done a lot. Um, so the one thing I did read about James Horner, he's a bit of a uh, they like to do quotation marks about how he does things. Uh, he likes to sample. Uh, musical borrowing is what it's called. So with a lot of his tunes... Is that actually what it's called? I, I mean, if you want to be nice about it. Oh, I thought it was like actually like a industry term. Well, I mean, people say it like that because they don't want to say like I'm plagiarizing, but uh, <laughs> so apparently he's known well, he's been criticized more than once a lot of times actually about this but um, his score from like the Wrath the Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock have ex- excerpts from Romeo, Romeo and Juliet in it. And so um, it seems like he picks things that he loves and he's like, oh, this spot right here would be amazing in this film that I do. And some people get real grumpy about that. It, it reminds me of like someone playing a, a solo in jazz and they're like, oh, this song is in the same key. Let me play part of the melody with it. It helps my solo. Yeah, it's weird that James Horner is known for this because film composers as a whole are known for lifting classical music. Oh, yeah. Like, all of them. It's not just James Horner that does it. Like, everybody fucking does it. Half of John Williams' music is lifted directly from Holst the Planet. Like, you can't just say, oh, it's just James Horner that's, like, committing plagiarism and, you know fucking up copyrights and shit except he's not because it's all classical music and it's yeah classical music it's just out there you can do whatever like you want with now. it basically you whatever, yeah. but i don't know it's weird that he's attributed to that and he has done a lot of fucking things yes uh your favorite movie aliens was james horner hey. uh he did the music for avatar braveheart apollo 13 the mask of zorro titanic the rocketeer an american tale Hey. Shit. Uh, Star Trek 2, you already said that Wrath of Khan, Field of Dreams, and Beautiful Mind. He did, he's done a crap ton of stuff. Well, this particular, one, this particular one, he didn't do such a good job of, for lack of a better term, masking it or mixing it, melding it very well with his own original compositions. Is this, it's, it's, so. I will say he wasn't he wasn't the first person to write a score for this film. The first person got fired after they didn't like after they viewed a screening and they didn't like the score as it was. That that person, I don't recall his name, didn't get a chance to rewrite it, was just fired off the spot after a screening and they didn't like it, thought it was too old school. Yeah. So then they hire him. Oh uh, Horner is Horner, correct? Yeah. Yeah. They hire Horner. Uh, who had a limited time to write the score for this one. Um, so watching the film, listening to the score, I hear these five particular notes. 
And I'm telling myself, these notes sound exactly the same as something and I could not put my finger on it for a minute. <laughs> but then he continued to use those same exact five notes throughout the score. And at first I thought maybe it was from one of the planets. But then as I start to listen to it more and more, I come to realize it was from Shostakovich's finale of Symphony Number no. 5. Ooh. And it's, it's, it's the exact five notes. And I wasn't, I was pretty confident in it. And then I start to do a little digging and research on the possibility of him using elements from other pieces. And sure enough, he'd been accused of copying Shostakovich among other composers. Um, but it's the exact, it's the exact same notes and the exact same key and the, pretty much the exact same rhythm just slowed down tempo wise as the that of of the excerpt in in, in symphony number no. five and here's the thing you mentioned how in jazz there are quotes where you'll you know pull a rabbit out of your hat and play quickly play something from another piece as a part of your solo here's the thing though now i don't know if i want to call them a plagiarist necessarily i haven't decided on <laughs> decided how i feel about that yet but what i would say is typically a quote happens one time within a solo or whatever standard you're playing jazz happens once it's like oh that was mary had a little lamb real quick well that's cute okay you hit the one time and that's it he however that those those notes that he pulled that excerpt that he pulled from symphony number no. five is a prominent theme and is reprised constantly throughout the film score so it definitely goes beyond just a simple quote for sure and katie you say that he he utilized he, i mean he's not the only person that does that basically every person that writes a score with a with a classical feel to these to these films does this I will say is well at least when other people did it and when he's done it in other films it wasn't so painfully obvious like thematically it'll give you a reminder of it but it wasn't lifting the exact same notes and the exact same progression it was just it was painfully obvious and it just took me a minute to realize which one it was so as far as what side of the fence I am as far as is this copying or not I don't really know but he did <laughs> He did uh, draw from the well far too many times because he made it basically a, a significant part of his score based on the fact that he had he constantly reprised it. I don't know, but yeah. definitely, definitely, he definitely swaggered Jack Shostakovich. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, the biggest thing with him. Uh, from what I've seen, it seems like he he's like, hey, you, this is my favorite part. And just kind of brings it over because other people they'll be like oh i'm gonna change the key and change the rhythm up but if you look at it that's the same rhythm in this excerpt that i did but i don't know it he's he's creative enough to come up with music but he does love his themes and if he pulls something he's like no this is important to me so i'm gonna make this important in my song so it seems like that's kind of the route he's going but i like james horner i didn't realize he did a ton of movies that I actually really like because uh, Aliens is damn good music. So <laughs> love that movie. And now that and now that you mentioned these other films, it just 
brings you to the realization that he has the ability of yeah if if he if he's if he's doing this in other scores as well well i'm not noticing it the way i'm noticing it in this particular film so yeah and maybe maybe the fact that he had to rush this kind of influenced his decision making on this possibly but who knows that's like a really hard part about composition as a whole is like it's really hard to come up with something that's completely original and new and not influenced by other shit you already heard. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I thought of this really cool line. I'm going to put it in and I'm going to listen to it a whole bunch. And then you have somebody else listening and like, uh, bruh, that's Mary Had a Little Lamb. How did you not hear it? And like, um, I thought I came up with that on my own. Like, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> like, um, what's the redheaded kid? He did that song. And it was just, it was Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Oh, yeah. I can't remember his name. Save my life. Redheaded kid. Let's get it on. Uh, 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 Ed, Sheeran? Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about Robin Thicke's song that oh, Blurred Lines. Dude, for also him. That was that was like got to give it up. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't feel like see that one. I don't. I, I don't feel like that was too nah. close. I didn't hear it. I can hear it, but I, I didn't. It. I don't know. I didn't think they were like straight copying. Mm. They, they were definitely. Th- see, those were definitely not straight copying. Ice copies. and under pressure. Get the fuck out of here. Ours <laughs> is the same. We just added that little. Ding. Ding, 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 ding. See, it's different. It's different. It's not the same. Difference. There's a difference. <laughs> Bitch, no, that's still plagiarism. Mr. Okay. Ice, Mr. Ice is exactly the same, sir. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're going to prison, sir. <laughs> so, uh, but yo, um, music's. I, I enjoyed it. You know, I've heard better. So, um, if you don't know anything about Troy, it's based on Homer, not that Homer, not Homer Simpson. Uh, the Homer that loves making stories. He made one of my absolute favorite stories, uh, the fucking Odyssey. It's. I love that story. Any version of it. Oh, brother, where art thou? love that movie because it's the odyssey um but uh it's based on the iliad which is technically the iliad is like a decade long story if you really want to get technical this movie is like they condensed it to like a couple of weeks because <laughs> they don't have time to be out here for like years um but it's based on the siege of troy and just everything that entails in that because it's twists and turns there's gods that are joining sides are like i'm all about Reeks and they're like, psych, no, I'm not anymore. And Apollo's doing just way too much work. They're all story. in Greece. But it's just they the gods love certain people because like Aphrodite's yeah. all about Paris. She's like, Paris is my boy, and I'm gonna make sure he don't die out here. And so she's just causing him issues the whole time. And Apollo loves all the people in Troy. So he's like, I gotta protect my people. Yeah. So um, yeah, the Iliad's really fun. I, I love reading it. And another story branches off from this. So when Odysseus hops on his boat and says, I don't give a shit about Poseidon. I did this on my own and gets lost for 30 years. Uh, We get a story called the Aeneid, which one of the kids, which is in this movie, he gets a little sore and he goes off and saves the people of Troy later on. They end up in Italy, I believe. I thought that was the Odyssey when Odysseus gets on the boat and just says. Yeah, but he don't save people. He's just with his crew and they get lost. But the Aeneid. He actually saves people from Troy. Okay. Um, but no, uh, I, Iliad's a really cool story. Um, like I said, twists and turns. Uh, it makes sense that they condensed this and made it a little more realistic. Take out the gods, because that's that'd be a lot <laughs> to put people in here with magic and saving people. And, you know, seeing Achilles 
with super armor and screaming and it's just debilitating people that'd be a lot to see but uh brad pitt sure does start and punch a lot of people in this movie so i guess it's the same <laughs> but uh an amazing film uh, i love it absolutely love it so uh we'll go around real quick uh katie what do you think about troy um it's good if you like movies that only have two women in them <laughs> does not pass the bechdel test Oh yeah, sorry. at all. Excuse me. There's three women. Sorry, I misspoke. Three women. There's only three women in this whole fucking movie, um, and that was upsetting and annoying because if you know anything about the Greeks and the Romans and all of that, they all like respected women, and the wives were like on the same level as them. And this movie just said, you know what? Fuck it. Well, you could say it's more of just like like a a skirmish that happens. So some situation. There are women around and stuff, but this situation is just about Helen and just shit that goes around, down but and around. But even there. Helen was not looked at as an equal. She was just some she pretty bitch that got stolen. Yeah, she was oppressed. <laughs> yeah, it's like it was, it's, it's a good action film. I'll say that. Good action film. Greg, what about you? Well, my first time watching it. <laughs> you. My, uh, it really was. It really was. I'm not lying about that. So growing up, the first subject in school that I gravitated towards was Greek mythology. To this day, I still don't understand why in third, fourth grade social studies, we learned about Greek mythology. I, that still makes no sense to me whatsoever. But in any case, when I started learning about Greek mythology, I instantly loved it. And still do to this day, even though I don't really dabble in it as much as I used to. Um, I had to read the Odyssey. I've seen the Odyssey miniseries that was two episodes about back in like the mid 90-ish i think vanessa williams was in it or something yes um i i i'm all about all consuming all things greek mythology and when i was growing up i did a lot of reading up and studying of the different the titans the gods and goddesses and whatnot couldn't get enough of it so for topics like these when there's movies about them for me the the, the standard the bar is really low for me in order for me to enjoy it. So I was always probably going to enjoy this no matter what. <laughs> so the fact that they just made it into an action film was just easy pickings for me. I was always going to like this no matter what going into it. Um, I did think when I, when I asked for us to watch Troy, I did think we were watch, going to be watching Clash of the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It took me a minute to realize. So I kept thinking, like, wasn't there a sequel to this? And I was looking up and couldn't find a sequel except for like a Netflix series. And realized, oh, I guess in my head I was thinking we were gonna watch Clash of the Titans when I said Troy, but it was still good and I still enjoyed it. I will say, I feel like we've dropped the ball. Not we as in us, but we as in the filmmakers have kind of dropped the ball on the perfect opportunity to take. Uh, Sean Bean as Odysseus and have a sequel and do a new version of the Odyssey. Please. Like, uh. that would be great. Now, 
there might not be as many people that would enjoy it as much as I would because it's not as much action as far as straight up war. Because some of the things that Odysseus goes through is not necessarily action packed. Even though he does, he does go off at the end when he kills everybody in his temple when he gets back oh, yeah. home. <laughs> but I just think it would have been fun to see Sean Bean reprise his role as Odysseus, but then go through what Odysseus had to go through on his journey back home from the Trojan War. I thought that would have been a, would be a great sequel, and I it we can still do it. Dang it, let's. I'm, I'm pushing for that. Yeah, I don't know how. I'll, I'll send some emails. I don't know to who. I'll send some tweets out. I don't know. I think it should happen. That'd be great. That would be great. And his stocks and his stocks even higher now because he was Ned Stark, which I didn't realize until today. Uh, so <laughs> why not? But I love this, and I look forward to watching Clash of the Titans also eventually. Wally, how about you? Favorite character? No, just how would you think about the movie? Oh. Uh, I think I've seen Troy like 20 times. Jeez. I've seen it a lot. I've seen Troy a lot. Um, and I, I like the, the, I like the, the, the core story, the, the original story. Um, and I was disappointed the first time I watched this because it didn't have the mythical elements. With the apple it. and everything? Yeah, there's, no, there's no, nothing magic. There's no magic in it. It's very literal. Um, and uh, they humanized all the right, like, uh, I mean, they they kind of imply that they believe, um, that there's a magic and a mythical nature, they imply it, yeah, but, they believe, but... there is no appearance of that in no. this film. Um, even the horse was like, I, I thought the 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 horse that they use in this movie yeah uh was a really good um example of like look it's made of wood and it's got seaweed hanging off of it and it's it's very worldly like you know whenever you read this as a before this movie ever came out and i read this as a a child i was a child um it it always seemed uh i had this image in my head and then you see it the literal translation in the film and you're like oh it's just like it's it's made out of shipwood it makes sense because they had a bunch of ships there and so what else would they make it out of and so of course it's going to be like misshapen and it's not going to look exactly like a horse and you know like so i i just uh so i i liked i i only appreciated what it did like later on uh the first time disappointed and then as i continued to watch it and watch it and watch it rewatch it um I started to appreciate it for what it was, um, which was kind of like uh, open to interpretation. Yeah. Like you choose where you see the the myth. You know, you choose where you see, you know, like the, the God's interference and all that stuff that was not there from the original story. Um, even like uh, you had mentioned with, uh, with Odysseus, um, I always, and I, I always wondered that um, when he gets ready to leave, I know what's going to happen to him, right? Yeah. Like we all know where that's going. And I always remember like, I, I love that feeling of, I know it. And yet the movie like forces me to insert all of that. 
Yeah. Like that character, Odysseus, that I just got used to for the last two hours. I'm now I'm now picturing in my mind everything that's going to happen to him. Um, never mind the book and all this character that I got to know in this movie, how he's going to react and how he's going to, this happens and that. Um, so I started to appreciate the movie after a long time for, for that, for giving me that, where it was like, we're not going to show you gods throwing stuff and appearing and we're not going to distract you. You have to insert all of that. Um, so I, I appreciate it on that level. I, maybe they didn't mean for it to be that deep, but I, uh, I, 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 I did that f- with what they gave me. Like, that's just how I always took it, that yeah. movie. So I, I, I love it for that reason, is that it doesn't try too hard um, to wow you, you know, with fireworks. And, uh, God, there's so many movies that have done that. Like Clash of the Titans, um, God's Glow, and... Like it really like takes over, you know, it doesn't leave you and there's no room for imagination there. Yeah. They show you everything that you could imagine in that situation. Um, but this movie like really made your brain work. It was like a book. It was like watching a, a, a book, you know, books don't give you the images. Usually they force you to paint the picture in your own mind. And this movie did that a lot of that. And I liked it. I liked it for that reason. Yeah. Like it still like it. Yeah, no, it's just like what everybody else said. I enjoy this movie. I haven't seen it in a very long time. Uh, it's been, it came out 2004. So uh, I don't know if this was a rental my mom picked up. This was like the tail end of Blockbuster falling apart. But um, I do remember watching this. I've watched it somewhere and it's long. It's a long one. So I, I always remember that. But it's fun. And I remember first time I watched it, I was like, where are the gods? like where's Aphrodite she does way too much in this and I'm like um where's the beef between the goddesses yeah and fucking Zeus trying to stay neutral but then having to quietly do stuff because he's like fuck man and you know giving sides advantages just for a little bit and then taking it away because it's children are just fucking around in this war um but no it it's still great I love that they wisely chose Achilles as the main character of the story and went with that. Um, it's weird. They gave him a lot of turmoil inside, which uh, a lot of stories of Achilles, when I remember reading Achilles, there wasn't a lot to him. Like he knew that he was going to burn out real young. Like, and he was just being a hard ass because he's like, no one can kill me. I'm not going to live that long, but I'm going to fucking take everybody down with me. That's what I remember from him when I read you know, the stories with him, just like Hercules. Hercules was a piece of shit in the story. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, he was. He's not a good guy. Like, Disney did a real good job making him look likable. He was <laughs> I remember. I remember seeing that and his wife pop up in the animated movie. I was like, he kills you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just Roy Rage out. kills his family. Like, it, but anyway, uh, it, it's really cool that they made Achilles have some turmoil and some emotion and stuff uh but they still follow things that he did there's reasons that he gets back up and swings on hector you know he's like i ain't fighting no more and he's like wait that happened well gotta get up uh you know so it they followed all the steps all the way to the end so i really enjoyed this so uh so let's get through the story like it said it's the iliad but they just condense it and you know change a little bit of things like uh achilles cousin 
uh, Petrolicus. In usual stories, that that's his boyfriend. But they may have his cousin. They love each other. But uh, yeah, they get buried uh, in the same plot later on when they die. But I'm fine with that. You know, uh, Brad Pitt probably didn't want to kiss no man. It's all good. But um, yeah, we'll get through Don't this. Put that story. homophobia on Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brad, Brad, kiss this man. Kiss him, kiss him real hard. <laughs> like, wait, wait, why? <laughs> no, let's put. Let's just say that they did that because the guy that's playing Patrolicus was only like sixteen. At the yeah, time he was of like twelve film. years he was old. Was he really? No, he was. Garrett Hedlund. He was like barely, maybe eighteen in two thousand four. He okay. was young. Right. I'm in middle school. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they gotta erase all those scenes they did. Well, they've done they've done cruder things in film. Oh, you're right. They have, but they kind of 2004, like the early 2000s when they kind of stopped. We started noticing. Yeah, you might be right. We started noticing that like, eh, maybe we shouldn't be like kissing children yeah. in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're like, right, you're right. oh, that you're really right. hot chick. Hey, that little boy just like did something cool. Let that really hot chick with the big boobs like go kiss him on the cheek. Or we don't like I'm a long way from having a 16 year old in the Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, let's get through the story real quick. So uh, it starts with King Agamemnon. Agamemnon. I'm going to fuck that up 15 times. And uh, <laughs> Triopas King Triopas. It don't matter. He loses. But they're having a uh, it's a Greek little civil war happening at the beginning of this film, and uh, Agamemnon's like, "Hey man, like this shit's gonna fall apart. You're gonna lose." And he's like, "How about we do this? Instead of just killing, having our people kill each other, how about you pick your best fighter and I pick my best fighter?" And he's like, "Cool, I got Nathan Jones over here, Chief. Let's do this." Nathan Jones comes out, uh, 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 Bagarius. Yes. So Bagarius comes out. Nathan Jones, if. Hey, you remember that episode when we did the Protector, that Tony Jaa movie, when he's fighting the elephant or trying to get his elephant back? Remember that big dude that beat his ass? That's Nathan Jones. So um, Nathan Jones comes out and he's like, let's fucking do this. And Agamemnon's like, where's Achilles? He's like, he, he's not here. He's like, fucking wake him up. So uh, we we meet up with Achilles, just, just deep into some titty delight, just sleep. And so... Uh, this is very much the attitude of Achilles. He knows he's going to win and he doesn't have to worry. He doesn't have to get up on time. Like They'll get me when they need me. So he wakes up, comes down to the fight, and he just runs at Bagarius, actually blocks a couple of spears from him, and just, just like Roman Reigns, just Superman stab, and stabs Bagarius and just puts him down. <laughs> uh we see even at the beginning, Achilles is not the biggest fan of Agamemnon. Uh, he's very much a, oh, uh, so you need my help to win. You can't do this on your own. So you calling me out because you old bitch. All right. Excuse me. Yeah, I'll, I'll take care of this for you because you can't do it yourself, um, which very much happens in a lot of wars. You know, the president's not going to go to war. He's going to send all the children. You know, that's how, that's how wars work. So, um Thessaly, they join Agamemnon's alliance, so all the Greeks are together. Hooray! Good thing, because they're about to start fighting soon. Prince Hector and his younger brother Paris, they negotiate peace with Menelaus, the king of Sparta, but old Paris is having an affair with his wife, Helen, and she's like, you shouldn't be here. He's like, you didn't say that last night, baby. And um, He really did kind of say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got you a necklace. She's like, I can't wear that. My husband will kill us both. He's like, 
what if you just run away with me? Nothing bad will happen. And Helen's like, yeah, that's a great idea. And she scoots away with him. Uh, obviously, she's not happy with Menelaus. He's an old ass man and probably not happy with him. So she's like, fuck it. Uh, unfortunately, that fuck it gets a lot of people killed. <laughs> so uh, on the way to Troy, Hector realizes, well, actually, Paris tells him, hey, man, you want to say something cool? And shows him that, hey, Helen's going to come with us. So she's going she's gonna to be my girlfriend in Troy. Hector's like, no, dude, that's an insta-war situation. We just negotiated peace with this man. We're giving his wife back. He's like, but no. <laughs> so Hector's ready to turn around. Uh, but they, they actually make it back home. And uh, while that's happening, Menelaus, he meets up with Agamemnon, his older brother. And he tells him, hey, uh, uh, Paris and Hector, the Troy, the, you know, people from Troy got my wife. He's like, they, they're not going to make me look like a sap out here. We got to swing on Troy. And Agamemnon's like, well, if we do that, I can be in charge over there, too. Yeah, fuck it. So, uh, you know, just thinking future-wise, he's like, well, if we do this fight and we win, because I got Achilles with me, then shit, I'll just own the Aegean Sea. So, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Yeah, let's go get your wife back. Wink. You know, he gives no shits about that woman. But it just, it, you know, cause means to a, a, an end. So, um, Agamemnon actually has Odysseus persuade Achilles to join the fight because he gives no shits about anything Agamemnon's, you know, involved in. And so old Odysseus, the smart guy in the group, uh, he actually gets him to fight for him. He's like, well, you're not fighting for him. Just, you know, you're part of the group, bud. Like, you know, and so he brings his cousin, nephew, cousin? Patroclus? Is that his cousin? His cousin. Yes. Uh, he brings his cousin with him and he tells him like, well, you're not really going to do that much fighting, but you know, I'm going to bring you with me. So um, so he heads off. So in Troy, King Priam. So Paris is like, hey, here's my new girlfriend. And it's like, oh, oh, that's Helen of Troy. Oh, shit. OK, um, well, you're very beautiful. And so we got to get ready for war. <laughs> um, he's it's it's pretty cool that he was down to just let it happen you know uh hector is very much not for this plan because he understands that this is going to be a lot of fighting and paris isn't really the fighting type and so that means hector's got to deal with some shit that's very much some older brother shit uh, paris is a bitch boy yeah <laughs> yeah younger brother causes some shit and it's like help <laughs> that's like your brother wally running up like hey man i did all the shit help then <laughs> runs inside you're like man <laughs> Just out the street, like I gotta fight like three people. Fuck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's what happens. Uh, Paris runs inside. He's like, "That's all on you." Um, so the Greeks they head that way uh, and they actually take the Trojan beach. That all hundred percent thanks to Achilles and his group are the Myrmidons. 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 Yeah. Myrmidons. Uh, so it's is his little SWAT group. So the I, I I always picture when they drop down and they do work. Is like fucking the theme from SWAT, like <laughs> and they just roll in and do work. So yeah, it's his just concentrated group. And so they we, actually We weren't uh, in that age of cinema yet, but I feel like if that movie was made in 2020 or 2021, we would have gotten an Achilles and the Myrmidons spin-off 
And then we we also would have gotten the Odyssey, right? It would have oh. been a whole franchise thing. Because I always wondered this. I always had that in my mind too. Like, I wonder, man, these guys are. I wonder what other shit they've done. Like, yeah, what else did they get into? Oh yeah, no, uh, I'm sad that back then they didn't think about like, hey, you know, this this Troy did really good. Hey, let's branch it out, make a whole universe. Yeah, do a whole universe. Yeah, everything's universes now, which I'm sad that. Yeah, this came out at the wrong time. No, I didn't. It came out at the right time, but we could have had some good movies out of this. So uh, Achilles, they they roll up into a temple of Apollo and they just fuck it up and rob the place. They don't give no shits about Apollo. Uh, <laughs> uh, Achilles actually is warned by some of his like people under him. They're like, bro, that's that's a temple of a god. He's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> He's like, rob this place. And so they actually take a hostage. So a priestess and the cousin of Paris and Hector, uh, Briasis? Yeah, something like Briasis? that. Briasis? They say it several different ways. Like, yeah. every person who says her name says it a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Agamemnon sees a very cute young lady and is like, yeah, that's mine. And so another reason why Achilles is like, I don't like you, man. So Because he's sitting in the tent just like, hey, did y'all win yet? Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. And people are coming up giving him presents like, hey, man, when you win, just remember me. And it's like, yeah, man, we'll, we'll, we'll eat on the beach later. We'll eat in Troy. We'll chill. And so uh, actually Achilles says, I'm not fighting for you anymore because you old bitch. So good luck. My boys, the Myrmidons, are not fighting anymore. So have fun with this. So the Trojan, the Greek armies, they meet outside the walls of Troy. And they have a cool little parlay. And Paris, trying to, get, uh, trying to be a, a big dick boy, he says that he'll duel Menelaus personally for Helen. And then this whole situation will just stop and the city will be spared because earlier that morning, Helen's like, even if we leave, they're going to shit on Troy and they're going to search for us. So it doesn't matter what we do. They're just going to kill a lot of people. So uh, Menelaus actually says, yeah, <laughs> that's a deal. Let's do this. And they start fighting a uh, sword to sword battle. And Paris, being just a little string bean, uh, gets his ass kicked. And <laughs> um, it, it's funny. Uh, so Menelaus wins, and he scoots over back to Hector. And Menelaus tries to kill Paris, even though he won. And he's like, well, I won, so whatever. It doesn't matter anymore. Fuck it, I'm still going to kill you because you're a little wiener. Uh, Hector kills Menelaus, and uh, Agamemnon is pretty pissed at this point um and he leads an attack and people are dying left and right and so hector he finds ajax so it's one of the big guys on i want to say the good team but there's no really good team everybody's kind of an asshole in this situation uh and they fight and so finally uh the myrmidons they're sitting back from a distance because achilles like we're not fighting you know i'm not in that situation so Odysseus finally talks to Agamemnon. He tells him, we need to back up because we're losing out here. Like, we've got to fall back. And so uh, Ajax and Menelaus, they're cremated that night on the camp. And Odysseus is talking to Agamemnon. And he's, they're trying to figure out why they lost. And they don't understand what they fucking, you know, why they lost. And it finally hits him just like in fucking Hamilton. He's like, we don't have all the right people with us. We need Achilles. So after Achilles saves uh, Briasis, yeah, call it Bri. 
uh, from the men because Agamemnon didn't give no shit about Brie and just let her be with the dudes. And they're like, hey, let's rape her. That was their first thoughts. So he beats up a couple of people and they actually fall in love with each other. Pretty easy, you know? Uh, I mean, it's Brad Pitt, so I guess he's a cute guy. Mm. So Achilles at this point is ready to leave. He's like, I'm sailing out, man. I give no shits about this. I got me a girl. I'm out. I do not care about this fight. So his cousin is still pretty upset about this because he's like, you know, it's your duty. You're supposed to help with this. So you have to fight for your king. Yeah. So Hector tells his dad that maybe we shouldn't push on uh, to retake the Trojan beach. But King Priam's like, no, fuck that. Let's force these Greeks to go home. So uh, it's actually pretty cool. They launch all these fire arrows and then they have these giant like hay balls covered in pitch and pitch is very flammable and it don't go out for nothing and they roll them down the beach onto the greeks and greeks are just like on fire screaming and shit uh it's pretty pretty cool um and so achilles uh he rallies the greeks so he's back in the fight hooray go achilles and they actually roll up on the Trojan army and they're doing pretty good. Uh, Hector's in the fight and how it works, I guess, um, your champion is somewhere in the fight and there's just killing everybody that's in their way. And at some point the champions meet and it's like fucking the video beat it where everyone stops and they just have a knife fight and everybody's just like watching in a circle. Like, oh, that is that is how it was. Though. It was really close. That circle was like five feet wide. Like they're, yeah, they're like, oh shit, right on top of each other. Yeah. They finally saw each other. Oh shit. <laughs> and so finally, Achilles and Hector start swinging on each other. Oh, this is fucking awesome. Unfortunately, Hector wins the fight, cuts the throat. And unfortunately, it was Patrolicus, it was his cousin. Oh no. <laughs> uh, Hector is pretty distraught, and they, they kind of stop fighting after that. They're like, oh shit. That's just a boy. I just killed a child. So uh, I'm going to go inside for a little bit. Uh, Achilles is informed by a second in command that his his cousin put his armor on. And they do tell Hector, though, before he leaves. Remember yeah. the the captain of the Myrmidons? Yeah, he tells he tells him Hector before he leaves. He's like, this is his cousin, by the way. And you can see that the soul drain out of Hector's face. He's like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Damn it, as if he needed motivation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went and killed his cousin. Yeah, right? He hasn't been in a fight for a couple of days, and I just killed... Fuck, man. That's yeah. when he knew his life was coming to an end very shortly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you. Yeah, I think he knew, too. I do. I oh, think yeah. he knew. He was done. So Achilles learns that his cousin was trying to be a cool kid and rally the group, which is a good plan, but he just wasn't good enough fighter to take on Hector. So Achilles is like, I'm killing that dude when I get a chance. So he's ready to fight, and actually, second in command hops on the horse with him. He's like, "No, let's fucking do this. I'll go with you." And he's like, "Nope, get off. I got this." So Achilles heads off. Uh, while this is happening, Hector shows his wife a secret tunnel under Troy that gets you out, and you're by uh, this waterfall outside of the city. And he's like, "Okay, so uh, whatever happens tomorrow, I just want you to know I love you and I love that baby. And uh, when shit gets real." You need to get as many people as you can into this tunnel and get the fuck out of here. She's like, what's going to happen? Like, they're not going to get in. Yeah, you should just be ready to get into this tunnel. Like, where are you going to be? Yeah, you should get into this tunnel later. (laughs) Uh, He's, yeah, he understands what's about to happen. 
uh, Achilles, the next morning, he arrives outside of Troy and he just keeps screaming Hector's name. And Hector is like, mm. uh, he looks at King Priam. He's like, yeah, dad. So, uh, yeah, this shit's kind of wild. So I hope you're happy <laughs> with all of this. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go down there and try to fight this man. So uh, <laughs> he goes down, he says his goodbyes to everybody because it's Achilles, man. It's like, I guess in this world, Achilles is like the Michael Jordan. It's like Michael Jordan challenging you to one-on-one because you just blew out the ankles of his like nephew. And he's like, <laughs> no. you know? he's like, like, oh, you blew his ankles out? Fuck that. Let's go. Let's play horse. Oh, fuck, man. I don't want to. <laughs> it's like you you hit you hit Khabib, Khabib's little sister with your car. And you just know. <laughs> Khabib shows up at your front door and you're just like, well. <laughs> right, right. Knock, knock. Hey, uh, you need to come outside so I can beat well, you up. fellas. <laughs> See y'all later. <laughs> it's, it's been real, homeboy. It's been a great life. <laughs> yep. So uh, Hector comes down to the gates and they open the door. And it seems like the fight is going pretty equal at first. And then, you know, Hector sucks. So Achilles whips his ass and he actually hits him in the shoulder with a spearhead and he stabs him in the heart with his sword. And it's funny at this point in the story, uh, in the original Iliad, um, the gods asked Achilles to like leave the body and let people bury him. And he's like, fuck that noise. I want that's my body. And he drags the body for multiple days around on his chariot. In this one, he straps the body up and he's like, yeah, you ain't getting this body back and drags it around. Um, goes straight back to the, yeah, he goes straight back to the camp. Yeah, just, just dog walks. He's like, nah, that's mine. <laughs> um, later on that night, uh, King Priam actually sneaks in to the camp, which was really cool because he, you know, he has cool little secret passageways everywhere which he could have just easily shut them down with. They could have like snuck on, up on him, sleep and killed him, but he's a nice guy. Um, so he actually gets uh, Briasis to come back with him. Uh, and he wants a 12 day truce. So Hector's funeral rites can be held in peace. And so don't have to worry about people trying to sneak up on him and swing on him. So uh, Achilles says yes, because he respects that respects Priam's bravery for coming into yes. the camp at all. He's like, you brave as fuck, bro. I'm like, I, I like the cut of your jib, bitch. Yeah, because you should be <laughs> dead. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so they, they head back. So Agamemnon, um, he really wants to take Troy at this point because a lot of shit's happened and it's starting to get a little dicey out there. And so Odysseus like, I have a plan because uh, he's the smartest guy in the room. And they build a giant horse as a gift. He's like, so we are leaving because the camp is just full of disease because, you know, no one's wiping their asses here. So we got a disease in the, on the beach. So we're gone. But here's this sweet ass horse that we made for you. We love you. Bye. Uh, they make it look like all the Greeks are gone and they abandoned the beach. And so Paris is like, nah, man, that's stupid. We're not bringing that home, are we? He's like, no, man, it's a it's a gift. It's a gift for the Greeks. He's like, that's really dumb. We shouldn't do that. He's like, ah, like we should burn it. That's what we should do right now. He's like, nah, you stupid Paris, get out of here. <laughs> um, so King Priam brings the horse into the city, <laughs> and um, oh no, a Trojan scout actually sees the ships later hiding in the cove. Uh, but they light him up before he can tell the city, and then boom. 
all of the Greeks inside of the horse emerge and Achilles is up front. He's like, we shitting on this place. Uh, and that's what they needed. Yep. Uh, and they run around. They are killing people left and right. And this is called the sack of Troy. And uh, that's the one thing they needed because Odysseus realized that the walls are hardcore and we, we can get past them. It would just suck a lot. And a lot of people would die. We have to find a way to at least get a few people in some good fighters. Then they can cause damage get the doors open and then we all can get in so yeah they really take good. they take full advantage of the they know that those uh what's that council that the king has around him they know him. that they know that they're a bunch of you know ooh, spiritual and that's gonna and this is totally gonna have an effect give them a a thing to worship you know that's meant as a tribute to the gods and they're gonna they're gonna go for it they're gonna go for it. Parish yeah. tries to tell him, you know, stop. This is dumb. This is what are, what are you thinking? This yeah, is not a, this is just the thing that they built. Don't bring it in here. Yeah, man. What do you know? <laughs> you lost your fight. Shut up. So, uh, shit's going down. Uh, Hector's wife actually makes it to the tunnel with uh with Helen, and they're guiding the Trojans safely through the tunnel. And Paris gives the sword of Troy, the special sword that he almost left outside. <laughs> After his like botched fight, um, he gives it to a little boy named Aeneas. Hey, and he tells him to protect the Trojans and find a new home. That's the beginning of the Aeneid. Hey, uh, and so that little kid goes off and becomes a hard ass. Well, good for him. Um, everything is just falling apart, and um, they are defending the last remaining defenders. Pull a little last stand in a room. And it don't mean shit because the Greeks are just running in just full fucking speed and <laughs> and then just shitting on them. So uh, the Greeks are in, they're destroying stuff and Paris escapes. Uh, he's actually a really good archer and he's doing work on, I mean, on soldiers. I mean, because he was Legolas. <laughs> I guess when you're He was laid, Legolas for the last three years of his life. So yeah. I would hope Orlando Bloom can fucking shoot a goddamn yeah. bow. I guess when you're bitch made like arrows back in that day is a bitch made weapon uh if you're a man you fight with a sword or you just swing on people it's a long distance weapon yeah but in a one-on-one fight that's bitch made to use an arrow back then it's cool now but it you know it's bitch made so uh agamemnon he finds and actually kills king priam uh kills him with a spear and he tries to capture uh and takes her off and then um Oh, let me see. Does Briasis? Yes, she kills Agamemnon with a knife. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was trying to remember. And then Achilles fights his way through the city and actually finds her. And, and she's about to get killed by some two, two soldiers. He's like, Well, this chick just killed fucking Agamemnon. Like, let's stab her. Yeah. And he actually kills them. And he's like, Well, I love you. Let's get out of here. And then here comes old bitch ass Paris. And it's like, hey, are they hugging? Whatever. Shoots an arrow. And it hits him in the... Achilles tendon. Hey! So um, it's a it's a cool nod to Achilles, his weakness. The story of his yes. life. So uh, what his mom did, she was really nervous. And uh, she wanted him to be an awesome person when he got older. So she actually went to the river Styx and dipped him into the water. Unfortunately, because she dipped him fucking like head first into the water, she couldn't cover his heels. 
And so that was his one weakness. And she was holding him by the heels. Just yes. do a second dip. Right? right? Just get a rope. <laughs> just, just hold him by the heel, dip, turn the other way, dip again. Yeah. Right. Or also dip your hand in. Like <laughs> right. You just have an instructable hand. Just like put him all the way down in. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but the whole time in his life, uh Achilles is indestructible, honestly. And Finally, Paris, his arrow catches him in the heel. And so it looks so awkward when he dies. Like, what the fuck killed him? Like, oh, he must, something else hit him. He's like, no, man, just hit him in the heel. Well, he gets killed twice or he gets shot twice. Well, no, in I think it's three times, actually. He gets one of the Achilles and two in the body. Yes. Like, right where Uh, his heart would be. Oh, I was just saying in the story, the original story. story. But in this one, he takes the, the heel shot and he's like, ow, that really hurt. And he takes two arrows to the chest. He's walking toward Paris. He's like, oh, you little wiener. I'm going to kill you if I get over there. And he finally goes down. And it's weird. Um, Brius is like, I love you, uh, Achilles. I want you to come with us. And he's like, nah, I'm going to die. You should go with your cousin. <laughs> I want to beat him up. But fair fight, I guess. He, he seems very cool with the whole situation. He's like, well, you, you know, you showed me how to love and all that stuff. So I'm fine with dying here. You know, I'm, I'm a better person. So he goes down. It's funny. He takes out the two arrows in his chest. And so when he goes down, it's only the arrow in his heel. So if someone sees his body, which a ton of soldiers see, all they see is an arrow in his heel. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, that was his only weakness was his heel. So I like that they left that in because he could have took that arrow out, too. But yeah. Uh, But yeah, the Greeks, they take Troy and they hold a funeral for Achilles. Oh, no. And then Odysseus, he cremates the body, and the last of the Trojans flee to the mountains, and Odysseus is like, well, time to head home, y'all. I'll see y'all there. Can't wait to be home in two weeks. Oh, wait. Yeah. (laughs) A three-week tour. I'll see y'all guys. (laughs) Three-hour tour. (laughs) Yeah, three-hour tour 30 years later. I'm old. (laughs) So, uh, that's really cute. So, Katie, who was your favorite character in Troy? Um, I really liked Hector because yeah, it was cool. I mean, I don't know. He was a good fighter, and he was a good brother, and he was a good prince. He was like clearly the one that was going to take the crown when Priam decided to die or. When Priam died or when he decided to evade, get rid of, get off the throne. Um, and he was like the brother that actually paid attention to shit. Because I know that the, both of the princes would have had to deal with combat fighting and all these different things. So they're expected to lead the army. But Paris didn't do shit. Um, and Hector <laughs> was like, clearly he was fucking paying attention. He was ready to go. He was ready to fight. And yeah, he laid it out all on the line to protect his family, his brother, his city. Um, even though Paris was out here fucking up the whole time. So I liked Hector a lot. Greg. Um, what was that? I thought my phone was on silent. No. <laughs> was that your own voice in the in that whatever that no, was? No, it was something else. No. <laughs> okay. I guess you can edit that out. Um my favorite character is Achilles. I would like for it to not be Achilles, you know, to, you know, 
be a little bit more unique and not be cliche. But every other character, for the most part, is so unlikable. And they basically, the plot pretty much forced me in the position to where I want Troy to be victorious. Yeah. So by default, almost, it's Achilles. But I also appreciate his defiance of, of Agonet. Oh, God. Agamemnon. Agamemnon. There we go. The unified Greek king Ag- Ag- ah, Agamemnon. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I don't want to get it so bad. The fact that he is unwilling to be like the rest of the Greeks, and which, which you would understand given that he is the king and the one who's overseen unifying all these Greek states into under one banner, naturally as the leader, as the king of uh, Mycena, is it Mycena or Mycia? Mycene. Mycene. Naturally, he's the one that's going to get the credit for that. But Achilles, knowing that he completely relies on him for his success is not willing to to be a part of the ruse that is giving him credit and responsibility for all these these accomplishments and he uses it to his utmost advantage by being selective of when he chooses to fight for him and making it to the fact making him have to begrudgingly acknowledge like he knows he needs him but he won't necessarily acknowledge it until achilles forces his hand and makes it so so i really appreciate that he's just not that he just doesn't play along with that considering you know in any workplace in real life when you do something to give someone else credit Usually you sit there in the back choir like, yeah, give give him the love all you want. But I know deep in my heart, in my mind, it was me that got him there. Usually you just sit in the back quiet. You just allow that to happen. Not Achilles. We all want to be Achilles. Taking credit when the credit truly belongs to you. Wally? Um, uh, Odysseus, I uh, I enjoyed uh, his... He was never directly, he was always there, like kind of on the, on the fringe, um, being smart and nobody was listening to him a lot of the time, obviously, um, except for the big payoff idea in the end. Um, but very smart and knew how to kind of keep himself out of trouble. Um, he was never in a position, all the rest of them were, but Odysseus was never in a position where he was like about to die. He was always like, he was always like pretty safe. Wherever he was, he was pretty safe. He was never he, he like measured. He was measured. Yeah, he was never on the verge of being killed. He had every intention on, and he looked at everybody around them, going, "I'll die, I'll die, I'll die." And he was like, "I ain't dying. I have every intention <laughs> to get back on that boat after this is done. I'm gonna get it done, and I'm gonna get back on my boat." Um, so I, I enjoyed that. Like Greg said, measured. He was very measured, um, very level-headed voice of reason he could talk to Agamemnon and then on the flip side he could reason with Achilles like dude was a, a chameleon uh when it came to interacting with all those different personalities um and and that that comes through in in the Odyssey too like he gets through that shit too spoiler alert he's like he gets through all that 
um, <laughs> uh, using the same wit. He's fucking smart and um, he survives. Um, but uh, a special mention to Achilles because goddamn that dude was disrespectful in the way that he fought people. <laughs> it was so disrespectful, man. And I listen, I we're we're competitive people, our group is. Um and uh and we always appreciate uh some good trolling and that dude was a troll. Before a troll was a troll, he was a troll. And uh I y'all remember that part where he's running up the steps of the temple and somebody shoots an arrow at him and he kills a guy and then just nonchalantly throws his shield over his shoulder and it catches yep. the arrow. Y'all, have you ever noticed that? Yeah. Somebody yep. shoots an arrow at him and he just doesn't even look. He just puts his shield on his back and it catches the arrow and he keeps fighting. And I, I, I was blown away by how they portrayed that character. Blown away. Because if you were going to do it without the magic and the CGI and the gods showing up, if you wanted to make somebody appear like they were untouchable, like that, that was the way to do it. The, the way they did it in that film. Like it, without even telling me, I believe that dude, like if you hadn't told me, if I never heard that story before, I'd have been like, this dude can't be like, he can't be killed. Like they can't touch him. They literally can't touch this dude. Um, so I had special mention to Achilles. I, I didn't want to, it's an easy character to like. And I, I kind of like the, the cerebral, approach to the to the story that Odysseus had so I, I lean more that way but I can't not mention that Achilles was out there even Hector best best warrior in the film next to him he was like toying with that dude Trip, <laughs> tripped over that rock and he was like man get up get up <laughs> a rock's not gonna take my glory yeah a rock, I'm not gonna let a rock be the get up I'm killing you on your feet God. Then, he, then he then he let him get a couple swings in so he could weave yeah. them yeah do you remember when he was swinging and and he leaned like hector started leaning because he was getting tired and uh achilles caught him on it he caught his chest with his hand and pushed him he was like oh you get like you, you leaning now look at you look at you i love that i, I love the way he fought in the movie so yeah it was odysseus overall but gotta gotta shout out achilles because that was badass yeah, Odysseus' approach to that whole ordeal is probably how I'd approach it. Just do what you got to do to survive and get home to your family. Yep. And do nothing more, do nothing less, do exactly what you need to do. That's what he, that's what he tried. <laughs> Took him a while to get home, but he finally got home. Uh, so, that obviously, I love Odysseus. Any form, if he's a dog or person, Odysseus is absolutely amazing. Uh, so I read that they actually left in a couple of nods to just Odysseus and how he works because he doesn't want to die. He just wants to go home. So he's constantly late to things because he's not trying to be up front. He wants to be in the back. And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm here. Like, I'll help you get this, this shit done, but I'm not, I'm not fighting. I'm not up there. Uh, he can't fight. He's actually an accomplished fighter, uh, but he's, he's a smart guy. He doesn't want to die out there. Uh, and actually, uh, Achilles absolutely amazing like like wally said uh if he was able to like teabag out there he'd have been teabagging people after he killed them yes if that was somebody (laughs) down two times (laughs) just keep going uh but actually like achilles he's right hand man uh eurydice yeah uh he was really fucking cool i liked him a lot uh it's funny that he has a deal with achilles and he tries his best and you know his when his 
he finds out his cousin died. He like swung on him and he's like, why'd you let him go out? You know, and actually gets mad. He's like, why'd y'all fight without me? I told you we don't fight. He's like, but we thought it was you. We thought it was you, man. He's like, he gets really pissed at him. But then he understands. He's like, oh, he was in my armor. Okay. And y'all wanted to fight. So it makes sense that the second you see me in they're like, fuck it, let's go. You know, um, but he was a really cool guy. I actually, I absolutely loved watching him deal with, you know, the all-star. So like the second in command, when you have an all-star, you're working for him. And it's just like, how do you keep up with somebody like that? So I thought that was really cool. So Katie, who was your least favorite character? The sexism of this story and the, <laughs> the, the lack of women in this story is absurd. Like, not just the fact that, like, Priam didn't have a wife, like, visible. Like, there was no queen of Troy. I I guess, but still. And then there was only the three. Like, Paris's girl, Helen. um, Hector's girl, I can't remember her name right now. And Andromache. Andromache. And uh, fucking Achilles' girl, Briasus. Like, that was it nobody else had any women you're telling me that all these kings running around the greek countryside without women next to them fanning them feeding them grapes like just being whores there were no women there were no women there like to ask questions of like this movie did tried to do i think what 300 did accurately i think the the way that uh king leonidas in 300 like talks things over with his wife and involves her in the conversation is more accurate at least for all the things that i've read about the greeks ancient greeks more accurate to what actually happened in this fucking movie like these women weren't shit none of them knew how to fight none of them knew like were brave in any way they were just like well i gotta cry bye it was like three hot girls and then everyone else was dudes it was kind of absurd so that was my least favorite thing about this movie well have you read that every portion of greece was like that because i do i do remember in high school they, they made a big deal of having us compare like the culture of athens versus say sparta so just just curious no, I haven't, so I don't actually know, but given that Menelaus was had taken over most of Greece, it seems weird that there weren't women there. At least some of his soldiers would have had woman, women around them, depending on the part of Greece that they were from, right? Because yeah. his army was from all over the fucking place. So, I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. Uh, Greg? All right. Got a whole laundry list of why I hate Paris. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> First of all, you got to remember that this is 2004, and this is a time, at least the girls that I was friends with at the time, were all about Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Yep. And I feel like. Guilty. <laughs> and I feel like, despite how cringy and and just useless and catastrophic this character is as far as 
the causation of all that goes wrong in this film mm-hmm. that those people i don't recall anyone myself included watching this film back when it first came out but i feel like had we been discussing it back then those very girls have just been like oh my god he did it for love it's just orlando Ooh, he did it for love how could you fault him for that <laughs> and and looking back on that i retrospectively in retrospect I, I i i resent those girls for that even though this, this never even happened i just imagined it would have so <laughs> i somehow have this this delayed anger towards something that didn't even actually happen um so i guess i'm just a little bit of a hater of all the uh orlando bloom love that was going on at the time i guess so i was one of those girls who was super into orlando bloom because of lord of the rings and pirates of the caribbean and when this movie came out, I was not like, I was not one of the girls you described. Like, oh, he did it for love. I was upset that they cast him in the part in the movie that was just trash. Like Paris doesn't do shit in this film. And specifically in 2004, Orlando Bloom was like the biggest, besides Brad Pitt, the biggest name in this fucking movie. And he had like this minuscule role where he was just bitch made the whole time. I was like, this sucks. That was dumb. <laughs> yeah, but you built different. Some of the girls I knew back then, I feel like would have excused that and it would not have mattered because he was just on their screen and it doesn't matter. He could have, he could have, shoot. Orlando Bloom could have been, could have been Dexter had they released it in 04 and they'd have been like, oh my God, Bloom just killing for folks. Oh, it's so dreamy. It's such a dreamy murderer. I mean, you're right. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> that example came out of nowhere. I do not know where that came from. Um, um, but obviously, the most obvious reasons, look at what you started. All of this. And clearly, based off of discussions in the plot, he's done this before in different areas that they visited and, and fought in and whatnot, where he, he meets a girl, falls in love, falls or rather is infatuated with them and whatnot but for some reason this one's just so different to where you have to just risk everything your family the livelihood of your of your city all of this for this this particular one out of all the ones that you have seen and will see in the future had you not done you know had you not taken helen with you it just you just had to screw everything up based off of this particular infatuation and Peter O'Toole over there just, just they just get home and Peter O'Toole swears up and down oh this is different how do you know how do you know based off of what do you know that this is this this love is different and it's worth fighting for and going to war for bull complete bull also he clearly does not understand geopolitics for him to believe that this whole dual idea of his is going to work where well if I just go have a duel with old boy, her husband, then whoever wins, wins, and then it's and then there's no need for a war. Come on. When they try to tell him, at this point, the concern is more than just Helen. The concern is, is protecting Troy from being taken over. Yeah. Because <laughs> Agamemnon cares little for Helen and more about being opportunistic and taking over more land, taking over more nation states. But that was just beyond uh, old Paris's pea brain. Um, and then, after making the move and making the decision to bring Helen to begin with, 
throughout this film, he wants to do everything in his power to make sure that he dies and doesn't actually accomplish what he, what he supposedly wanted to do, which was, which was be with his love for the rest of his life by going into the duel or at the end of the film when he has the opportunity to escape through the tunnel. No, you go, baby. I'll see you again, either in this life or the next life. Please, if you're going to screw things up royally by bringing her to Troy, then then do it with conviction. Okay, do everything in your power to make sure you stay with her. No, I'm going to risk my life because all of a sudden I have guilt and I want to get some valor and glory and do the right thing. No, 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 no. You already done screwed things up. Make sure you just you stay with Helen and make sure you survive at, at whatever cost because you done done all this already. So what what are you doing trying to risk your life? He needed a little bit more of Odysseus in him. I think I'm done. I think I think I think I got it all out of my system. <laughs> but but dishonorable mention to Josh Groban for being in on the soundtrack. <laughs> the second it played, Katie's like, oh, they're gonna say something about that. <laughs> and the second it played, I was like, oh, I'm gonna say something, and Katie is not gonna like it. <laughs> look, look, this the second like I knew it was coming because I'd already done my research on the score. The second he starts singing them in credits, I turned that thing off immediately. Oh so yes. <laughs> dishonorable mention because it's not an honorable mention i'm done i'm done hey wally who's your least favorite character paris uh i didn't uh the character didn't really serve the motivations that they tried to establish like he wanted to be honorable and taken seriously right like that's kind of what he was trying to convince um trying to convince her of like i'm honorable you should you know i'm worthy of your love and uh and then he spent the rest of the movie like not doing things that um reinforce that so like i i like i feel like even when he volunteered to fight menelaus um i think he knew that hector wouldn't allow him to to die in that fight oh yeah um so even when he's sitting there seemingly accepting it i don't i think he knew um and i say that because uh after hector gets killed uh paris never comes out from behind the city walls he doesn't fight really anymore he stays inside and when troy gets like overtaken then he pulls out his bow and he's shooting people from a distance and shit and it's like i i just never felt like that character um for all the things that he said he wanted to do or be, uh, the way he spent the rest of that movie was anti that. And I just, I hate character development like that. I, I hate when characters go like that. And I, I, I don't recall if that's the way he was written in the original story. Um, I don't, I want to say no, though. I want to say he, that's not the way he was portrayed in the, in the original story. Yeah. It, it was, it was kind of damn if you do, damn if you um, didn't. But in, but, the in story. The, but in the movie, it was really like, I, wait, I thought he wanted to be this. And I thought he said he was that. And, and here he is doing something that's like quite the contrary, like very well, contrary to In that. the original story, isn't he just a shepherd? He's not even a prince, right? No, I think uh, he's still royalty, I thought. I want to say he was still royalty, too. Oh. I don't know. 
but yeah, no, because uh, he hits Achilles with the arrow. Uh, yeah, he's far away when he hits him. And like the gods kind of bless the arrow and it hits him. It goes through like, you know, so many things. Like it would have been an awesome scene in a movie. But yeah, no, he hits him from way far away with an arrow and puts him down. So, but yeah. No. Even yeah, I know we threw the term bitch made around. I, I mean, that's kind of, that's. For, for lack of a better like pretty much what it is. <laughs> bitch made character man he just it just he just doesn't have uh a, a warrior's hair on him even not, the way not, he not, he even the way he avoided the final blow from Menelaus, it wasn't a danger roll it wasn't like a quick weave of the head it was a turn and crawl ugh just ugh he's not about that life man he ain't about that life so no. so yeah. so so accept that and just stick with Helen throughout the whole film. Quit trying. That's what I'd have been doing. Been all up on That's her. what I mean. Yeah, half, one foot in, one foot out. I'm a fighter. Wait, now I'm not a fighter. I'm brave. No, wait, now I'm not brave. It, it's real confusing uh, the way he uh, conducted himself, and uh, even in the even in the way he killed Achilles was kind of. Um, because his cousin was sitting there telling, it was like he didn't hear her. I mean, literally and um, not literally. He just didn't didn't seem to hear her. She was trying to tell him, like, stop, Paris, stop. And he was like, uh, uh-uh, this is my moment. And it was just like, it's <laughs> not though. Like it's it's not like he didn't even come here for that. Like he, so I mean, kind of kind of fitting in that way that he didn't pay attention to reason, right? Um, no, no logic or wisdom. He just kind of did whatever he felt like doing. Um, so it makes sense that as he's killing Achilles, somebody's trying to tell him that's you shouldn't be doing that. Not that guy. Maybe another guy or something like that. It follows perfectly with what they created for the movie. That he's just a dummy. He's just a hey, dummy. Don't do that. Don't tell me my business, devil woman. <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end of the day, leave married women alone. Just, just. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. That that's that's the final thought of all of this. Like I'm fucking Jerry Springer. Here's my final thought. Don't <laughs> fuck around with married women. Uh yeah, I'm on the Paris train. He's he's crap. Uh, everybody said what I needed to say. He he's crap. Yeah, mess mess around with a married woman. Now your dad's dead, your brother's dead, your city's gone. Yeah. Just How's got everything feel? destroyed. His life is harder. Uh even in the Iliad, he was bitch made in that. And I was like, Paris is crap. So even when I watched this for the first time, I was like, Paris, I know he's going to be crap because he's crap in that story because he's saved by the gods. That's the only reason he's alive so long because the gods keep jumping in because like Aphrodite loves him. And he's like, no, you're not killing Paris. That's my boy. And then other gods are like, well, fuck that. Well, I'm going to help him try to kill him harder. And that's the whole situation. Like everybody wants Paris dead. So uh, not Paris is crap. So let's do seven word synopsis. My first one, I have three of them. Uh, this is a line that Achilles said, and I was like, damn, that's that's good. That's why no one will remember your name. Woo! He's like, oh, but I'm scared. He's like, that's why nobody will remember your name, chief. And then uh, he, he said, I wouldn't want to fight him. <laughs> yeah, that's why nobody remember your name, buddy. And then uh, Achilles was all about that Superman punch. Uh, so first time he did, I was like, oh, shit, Superman punch. <laughs> And he just kept doing it. And I get why. It's a, it's a sweet-ass move. And you're, like, coming from, like, an angle and hitting. So you don't really know where it's going to go. It's a good move. Uh, Roman Reigns is all about that. 
he like cocks his little fist and he flies at you and hits you. So, and my last one is Achilles said, fuck being cordial, drag him. <laughs> hey, can I have my son's body back? Yeah, you can go kick rocks, old man. <laughs> it just drags the body around for a while. Like, this is my body. <laughs> Katie. Vincent Reagan is perfect right-hand man. Yeah. So the right-hand man in this movie, um, Achilles' right-hand man for the, what, what's the name of their thing? The Myrmidons? Yeah, Myrmidons. Myrmidons is also the right-hand man to King Leonidas in 300. Oh, yeah, you did see that. Yeah. Like, that actor, Vincent Reagan, is amazing he's so good he's the guy in 300 whose son is fighting with them and his son is like 17 or something he like just became a warrior oh yeah gets his head cut off and he gets his head cut off and then dude goes fucking nuts and on a killing spree like vincent reagan is so fucking good like he's never i haven't seen him ever in a like he's the lead warrior role but he plays a really good like backup captain guy like lieutenant he's awesome i really like that guy you got your samwise gamgees and you got your vincent reagans yeah yep uh great i got two a sign from apollo or mexico's flag (laughs) (laughs) there's that one moment where that high priest is like i spoke to two farmers and they saw an eagle and that eagle had a serpent in its talons and it was a sign that we shall, I don't know, it was supposed to be a sign of their victory or something like that. Yeah. I'd be in that one, like, I would be in that one guy in the group in the background, like, isn't that just Mexico? Yeah, at the, at, the, at the end of the table, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Isn't that just Mexico's flag? Shut up. <laughs> that would have been me all day. Like, Sounds man, ain't like no Mexico's, Mexico's flag. flag. Get out of here. <laughs> Absolutely. And I got to go listen to Shostakovich now. Shostakovich knows how to party. Plagiarist or not, you got me wanting to listen to Shostakovich, and that's what's stuck in my head as opposed to the score. So, job not well done in that case, Mr. Horner. Was it a Shostakovich? Was Gallup? Damn good song. Love me some Shostakovich. I want to go listen to someone else and not necessarily your score. You didn't do your job right. Well, he got you on to listen to him, so I guess he did something, right? No, not to him, Shostakovich. Yeah, that's what I mean. Him. Yeah. <laughs> if you want me to listen, I, you should want me to listen to your score after hearing <laughs> your score, not who you allegedly ripped off. Hey, man, he got you there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> he touched you in some sort of way. <laughs> that's all I got. Wally. Uh, Mine is uh, is half synopsis and half merchandise idea for Achilles. It's Eat, Sleep, Troll City of Troy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all he did. He's like, That's a large portion of the movie just doing that. Like, I'm or, eating, sleeping, I, trolling the city. Or burn City of Troy. <laughs> yeah. That's all he did. He was out there just dip, dip, and kill somebody else. Dip, dip. <laughs> Oh, man, if he was teabagging out there, that'd be perfect. <laughs> okay, this film, it came out May 14th, 2004. Damn, such a old-ass movie. Uh, what do you guys think the budget for this film was, Katie? Mm, fuck. Fuck. Okay. 
That's not a number. I'm going to say 20 million. 20 million. Wally. I want to say I remember this being like one of the one of the first like since Titanic, like one of the first like huge budget films. So I want to say it was uh, like 120 million, let's say. 120. Definitely north of 100 million. Yeah. Greggy. So when me and Wally are on the same podcast and we get to this portion there are there are two ways totally forgot there are two ways that i irk him there is the i accidentally saw the number so i abstain and there's the no matter who has the highest number let me go one above wally specifically which one do you think i'm going to choose today (laughs) uh i'm gonna say the number one go up one it's the abstain one i saw the numbers okay okay So the budget was 175 million to 185. So somewhere in there, let's say 180, just to be safe. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of money. It, it, I mean, there weren't that many different sets, but like the scale of everything was the CGI, crazy. dude. Yeah, there were a lot of things they had to do. That's a, paying that cast too. That was a great cast. Mm-hmm. That too. Uh, they put a lot of money into the people in this movie. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those giant ensemble casts, that's why they cost so fucking much. Uh, I haven't seen the numbers for Eternals, but 100 bucks, that that budget is stupid big because everybody is like, could be a lead in a movie. And they're like, well, I want lead money for this. So it's like, fuck. So uh, I know Disney was paying good money to get them all in. It, okay. was, it was 200 million. Damn. Actually, that's pretty cheap. That's not surprising. You said everyone in that movie was fire, but no. Angelina oh. Jolie and Selma Hayek are fire, and everyone Ooh. else is just kind of like, Ooh, si se puede. Eh, you could be a sidekick. Yeah. Because old dude from Atlanta, Tyree, Brian yeah. Tyree Henry. Uh, yeah. I love him. But oh, yeah, but he hasn't been like a lead. Like, yeah. He's like, not lead yet, but yeah, one day he, he will be not, lead. One he's day. not an Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek. Like they one day. are, they're, way bigger budgets okay so uh katie what do you think the box office of troy was 600 million wally uh let's say let's say 570 million 570 well you both went over but wally was the closest the box office was $497 million. Oh, that sucks. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. It's pacing wise. It's like, it's like double, maybe almost triple. No, not even almost triple. No, it's double and two a and half. Two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. Uh, everyone, there were good reviews for it. It's just the movie was a lot, you know? Uh, it did really good, but uh, it did way better in other countries, you know? Uh, which it, is shocking. It grossed 133 million in US and Canada and then the 364 everywhere else. So uh I guess Americans, we weren't we were like, eh, it's cool. Hey, it's, you know, I know those people. Yeah. But I know else, those people. Yeah, it's like the Terminator movies. They do eh, here, but other countries are keeping those Terminator movies going. It's not Americans, it's everybody else that's like, fuck yeah, Terminator. We're like, eh, Terminator. You know, yeah. Oh. Yeah, we're like, we're like over it. And the rest of the world's like, this yeah. shit is awesome. Yeah, other people are like, this is fucking great. 
Uh, but no, uh, all the reviews seem pretty solid. Uh, uh, so Peter O'Toole, King Priam, uh, he actually at a film festival, he spoke negatively of the film and he said he walked out of the film 15 minutes in to a screening. Really? Yeah. He Did criticized he the director. Yeah. Oh, the director. Yeah, he, 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 he called him a clown. So I guess he didn't like how the movie came together. Mm, there was probably a whole bunch of stuff that Peter O'Toole shot. Oh, yeah. Like, probably cut. That was meant to be at the beginning and then just didn't get put in. And Peter O'Toole was just like, man, fuck this. <laughs> I feel like every actor wants like a, like, give me a four hour film so that I can have like an hour of screen time. And it's just, yeah. Well, I mean, this movie is fucking close. Three hours and 16 minutes. This was it really? It's the longest film we've ever reviewed. Yeah, that's that's the director's cut length. I've, I mean, I've seen the director's cut. I guess I enjoy it to the point where I've never even thought about how long it is. Yeah, I actually wasn't bothered by like the length of the movie. It didn't hit me. I would, I will say, I was sitting there for a while. I was like, damn, that's been going for a bit, but I wasn't like, god damn, man, it's two hours. Yeah, you know what? You know what? The feeling more so was was like, I wish this had another two hours on it. Yeah, it's, it's such a cool battle and a lot of things yeah. that happen so. oh yeah so so freaking cool it's enjoyable that trailer so, scene is what got me the one where they zoomed out and there was like a thousand fucking ships yep. that was in the trailer like they kept zooming out and i was like oh, <laughs> look at all these ships <laughs> <laughs> oh it's fucking great so uh does anybody have anything else to say about troy menelaus caused a whole war just so he could kill his wife that left menelaus you put that on Menelaus? What? I mean, Menelaus didn't want to look like a fool. You Menelaus, said Menelaus started the war. Eh, Paris started the war. <laughs> Paris started the war. Helen decided that her husband wasn't good enough, so she left him for so somebody Helen else. So Helen started the war. <laughs> so she left him for somebody else. Her husband got big mad, started a whole war. <laughs> big man. <laughs> I'm big man, y'all. Let's start a war. <laughs> Isn't that a message of royal decree? <laughs> I'm Actually, big it, mad, y'all. It could have like it was pretty much in the hands of every character at one point or another. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I understand Helen's motivations, but she could have also she could have, although none of us would have done that. She could have also not cheated. Paris could have not suggested that they run away. Menelaus could have not wanted so badly to have control and revenge that he goes after her. And uh, Agamemnon could have been like, yeah. it's a woman. There's plenty. Go find another one. Or he didn't have to make Went a whole found war. Somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. He could have yeah. done that. Uh, uh, though I, I'm pretty sure the war <clears throat> doesn't happen without Achilles. And if Achilles wasn't busy chasing glory, he could have been, even his mom tried to tell him. Yeah. Be dumb. Like, you're going to die here. Yeah. Go have fucking children. You go over there. You're going to die. I'm a prophet. Like I see things. You're, you die if you go over there. And he was like, glory and he went yeah like it was in everybody's hands at one point or another pretty much to yeah. stop it and they all said no we want to fight yep yeah even hector hector could have taken her back no <laughs> i'd rather you die than the city dies and i die yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's a problem when everybody wants smoke man <laughs> everybody wanted the smoke everybody wanted the smoke <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. No, not everybody can have it. Someone's got to go well, down. Paris and Menelaus should have just fought it out while they were at Menelaus's. Like, oh, thing. nah, that wouldn't have been fair. They, they, they never would have let him leave. 
Yeah. Oh no. Even if he won, he even still if Paris died won, there. he ain't leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Troy would have survived. <laughs> Me and Wally understood that instantly. Like, yeah, no, no, but that ain't that's a fair fight. Fine. <laughs> no, didn't didn't they survived. kill the didn't they kill the emissaries, the the message carriers? Yeah, didn't probably. they kill them? Uh, probably. I feel like, they, or was that another movie? Oh, I, in uh, three hundred they did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Three hundred. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, we just brought the message. Well, you Fucking shouldn't have came, man. Spartan kicked out a whole bitch. <laughs> this is madness. <laughs> yeah, I just brought the message. Well, you can die too. Oh, you know, no, 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 no. You know what movie I'm thinking of? I was thinking of uh, Kingdom of Heaven, which oh, I was going to explain okay. a little minute. Damn, I haven't seen that in a hot minute either. So, uh, if you have any other cool fun facts about Troy or Greek mythology, you can tweet us at. Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is Allentownpresents at gmail.com. Put a tune to the first one. Allentown Pod. It was weird. I don't know why I did that. Allentown Pod. Allentown Pod. Allentown Pod. So we have a Facebook. It is Allentown Presents. So, uh, like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another war film uh, where time's moving. It scares me. Uh, Thanksgiving's going to be here in like five hours. And then Christmas will be here in two days and then it'll be a new year. It's it, it's scaring me how much how fast time is moving. But uh we're getting there. Uh it's it's scary. I didn't realize we were almost we're halfway through November already. It was bothering me. Yep. But uh yeah, so we'll be back very soon with another war film. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Bye.